Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pop just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The band turned to bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. Well, hello, Beefhoppers. I am here with Mr. Bruce Moyle. How are you, Bruce? Yeah, good yourself. Yeah, things are going all right. Matt, Matt Crummins is in the background. Nick's floating in and out. He's having some technical issues, so we might not hear from Nick. I'm just but... loitering, loitering, loitering in the background. As yeah. usual. <laughs> so, Bruce, you were an attendee last year. I was. And it ran that smoothly and was that fantastic that you just wanted to be involved on the other side of the fence? Oh, yeah. I figured why not see how the madness works. Yeah, we all, we all have our madness and... Always like seeing others. Sure. Now, Nick, now Nick, I, Nick and Matt have had. I feel like that's a very bad NDA. curiosity. Sorry. Well, that's, that's a really terrible curiosity because you're gonna, you're gonna, you want to see the madness, and then you see it, and you go, "Oh God, that's ugly." That's what I mean. Oh, but but that's why we had like Ripley's Believe It or Not places and <laughs> stuff like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, though, did Nick have you sign the NDA so that you, you couldn't actually tell anyone about how things on this side of the fence actually run? No, I ain't seen no people. Oh, that's a problem. Okay, anyway. that's pretty standard BFOP, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's lesson number one of BFOP. There's no paperwork. It'll be in the mail. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be in the mail somewhere. <laughs> soon. So, how did you? What What did you think of the, last year's festival anyway? Oh, it was heaps of fun. I sort of jumped in really last minute as well as a ticket holder and sort of stuck around and, yeah, the evening things were good and everybody's like, yeah, lots of little workshops were interesting. Um, stuff I usually don't get into was fun to watch and, yeah, and I think the thing that got me was the community. Like, uh, we were all missing, you know, community from being locked down and that because it definitely, even, even here in Tassie, we were in lockdowns at the time and, yeah, it was just different and I felt everybody was really supportive and, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Which Can I ask a question about your involvement last year, though, Bruce? Because you, you're actually, you are a, a professional photographer um, and so BFOP is, obviously, we get a massive mix of people. We get people who are brand new photographers. We've got some super experienced photographers and things like that. But as a working professional photographer, um, what what kind of made you go? Oh, I should rock up to this festival when, especially when you sort of must have seen and heard all the rubbish that comes out of Nick Fletcher's mouth. Well, I didn't know about the rubbish that came out of Nick Fletcher's mouth until I actually uh, turned up. So there, 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 and lies part of your good marketing strategy. I did not hear that. Um, probably the, what we did wrong this year. We put out the podcast and we let Nick write maybe, little blurbs. Maybe and, that should be the marketing strategy. Don't market it. Don't market. Or, or just, it could be like just, the Banksy of photography festivals where we just, yeah. no one knows anything about it. It just pops up. Yeah, yeah, just a pop-up <laughs> festival, just just out of the what, blue. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, speaking of, Nick Fletcher's just, um, he's just texting me asking oh. to let him into this uh, this conversation because I think he, his spidey sense is tingling or, or whatever it is that, that tingles okay. in his world. All right, I'll let him in. Oh, look at that. He's even got a name. Oh, Nick Fletcher. You look 10 years younger with that camera. Okay. No, no, seriously. This is in true Nick style. He's trying to take the 
take the limelight away from Bruce. Let's get back to Bruce. Yeah, it's true. So what were you saying, Matt? Professional photographer. Looking at your work, your work is pretty amazing, Bruce. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of, well, I suppose I've been working as a pro for about seven years. Um, I'm also a, like, I, I'm a soundie who went into video and then into still. So I sort of crossed the gamut and everything. I currently work a lot more in video production, but uh, I do, I do all three, not so much in the audio of late, but yeah. So it all informs each other. And how would you describe your still work? Sorry, uh, I didn't hear that. How would you describe your stills imagery? Um, my my personal work, the stuff which is what I'm more known for um, outside of the commercial world is, um, uh, I call it like abstract portraiture and um, that's sort of the style I've become known for. It's not all portraiture, but yeah, it's a, it's a very different way of doing abstracts than the usual. Um, that's, yeah, it's kind of the simplest way of putting it. It's hard to describe without actually, you know, showing people. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can, I can, I'm looking at your website now and I can understand that. It's very, very abstract. Yeah, I, I think I, that, do think, uh, I suppose the way to describe it for people is that I, I use the human form to actually create. I, I'm not on, I'm the idea is that I remove my, uh, this, the person from the image. So it becomes about what you see in the picture and not who you see in the picture, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. I think it's going to be really exciting to see, um, looking at your work, especially some of the, you know, there's some very, very abstract pieces in there, but I suspect that what you shoot and because you've got two parts to your workshops that you're running, you've got your, your shoot and then you've got the edit component. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that there is a quite a process in there and it, it's, you've described it as being free flowing, but I think for a lot of photographers, when you see this kind of work, it does just puzzle you as to, to how on earth this actually came about. Mm. And so I think for people, it's a really good opportunity. What you've, you're giving them is to sort of see that whole that whole process there. But can you can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing in those workshops for those who haven't maybe read the descriptions? Yeah. So the first one is actually a shoot where um, I've got a, a friend who's a professional dancer, but this will work with anybody. Um, just to just to uh, show how you can use your camera in just your camera. It doesn't need to have anything fancy to create something which. You know, most people would look at and go, that's weird and wonderful and I don't get it or, I, you know, it's blurry or whatever. But sort of thinking outside the box, like the big thing I found and the reason why this style evolved is I was too caught up with perfectionism, being a commercial photographer. I was always trying to get it perfect every single time in camera and then in post-production. And it absolutely crippled me for my own work. So I went... 180 the opposite direction and ran away from it and this is about knowing what you know as a as a photographer learn your rules of thirds and everything else and that but then going okay i've got that let's just try and do something without thinking about it um and see what we come up with and then the second one is the actual editing component and the editing component is a lot of people when they do retouching or editing and that uh, they're always trying to make it exactly perfect, but also they tend to add stuff. I'm kind of the uber opposite of a compositor. I, I can do compositing in my commercial work, but here I'm removing stuff. So I bring it and bring it to the simplest form. Um, that's generally how I work when it comes to this work is 
let's get one single idea in this. And it can still look complicated, but you know, let's remove all those little niggly distractions that take your eye. It's actually really good if you want to learn how to read an image as well, because you, if you've done any judging or if you watch judging, you people work, work around the image and this is how to work around the image and go, let's remove that, let's remove that, let's find that art. We found the essence of this image. And sometimes the original image you look at and go, um, how did you get that? <laughs> how did you go from there to there? And that's the fun of it. Nick Fletcher's Brilliant. got his hand up. I think Nick wants to say something if he's... Yeah, I, I finally managed to uh, to get my microphone and camera to work. So um, don't panic, everyone. I'm here. Oh, I'm here, I'm here with you. Thank God. Um, I, 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 the, the kind of the fun with you, Bruce, is sort of watching you from a distance after BFOP is like you've won every award out there. It's been an incredible year for you as far as the the things, the, the various sort of prizes you've won over the year. Um done all right yeah that's it's been and, very very nice and and has it been interesting for you sort of having made that sort of philosophical jump from i'm not striving for perfection i'm looking for something different to suddenly get all this sort of artistic accolades for doing that i'll tell you a secret i went in when i first started like doing aopp and uh, APA and stuff I, I went in and tried to put in my normal work and it did well, but it didn't do amazing. And then I started throwing stuff in, which is weird. And I went, single swim, here we go. And pretty much most of it is swimming and swimming well. So, yeah, it's just been one of those things where, uh, to, to put it very bluntly, not giving a shit and just trying, just just going for it and seeing what happens. And not being too it disappointed if it doesn't work. It doesn't surprise me at all that that uh, that, that Nick got on to you about this because Nick, Nick almost 24-7 tries to in some way shape or form convince me about the legitimacy of, of art that is super abstract and that's not not the legitimacy that's not the right word but he tries to explain to me how something is art and i don't necessarily get it i'm not a very um in a lot of ways not the the artsy person but but nick will show me images of things that i don't at all understand or or legitimize why that you know two inch by two inch photograph that was of a piece of trash on the ground is worth twenty thousand dollars to somebody and it's funny because when you when you i look at your work i mean i it makes a lot more sense because i can see in a lot of it i i, I definitely see the the portraiture in it. i see the where it came from it's it's actually really beautiful because it's quite minimalistic and but it's also been processed and it's you have just really focused the eye on something but um but i can see how excited nick is and, and how when i went onto your website for the first time after he told me he goes oh bruce is coming as well i'm like well you know the name sounded familiar from last year but i wasn't like you know it wasn't yeah. front of mind and i went on there i'm like oh yeah i get it like nick nick this is so up nick's alley and i feel like maybe this is he's, he's going to be um yeah rubbing this in my face for a very long time when your workshop blows up and um yeah I'm genuinely very excited. I'm very excited because, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of copying is the wrong word, but there's there's a lot of very similar work in photography. Um, and yeah, sure, it's people taking inspiration off people, other people. But um, I just just was blown away by hey, how beautiful your work was, but how original. Like anyone who looks at your work doesn't go, oh, I've seen that before. They don't do that. They're like, what what is that? That's something special. It's like motorbikes, yeah, isn't it, Nick? No one, no one, everyone, no one does the no, same. No, motorbike I, I, I shots never, again I'm again, never, I never claim to be a great photographer, and I'm certainly not an original photographer, and that's why I have so much time for people like Bruce. <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> no, it's it's been interesting, like the journey of working that out. And, you know, the art thing I still don't get. And, you know, there's a whole conversation and a, probably a 10-hour podcast there working that one out. But for me, it's just been experimentation and trying to do something new and different. And some of it's resonated quite well. So I'm just being lucky, I suppose. I know everybody's got their own own way of expressing themselves. And to be honest, I've done the thing like everybody else. I've had to learn by copying and trying to do everybody else's technique and still got to do that for the paid work. Like you've got to learn how to make those images work and look right and what is expected of you as a professionally as a professional photographer. But when it comes to your own work, you don't have to do that. You can do what you want. Who cares? You know, make yourself happy. Yeah, I want to know how hard this is, Bruce. Sorry, Wes. Like in terms of, you know, when I, if, if anyone who's going, jump onto brucemoyle.com. So B-R-U-C-E-M-O-Y-L-E.com. And if you jump into any of the catalogs here, they do look tremendously polished in their, in their, how hard is, is this workshop? Is this going to be something where people need to like have a really, in-depth understanding or is is it is it actually kind of more the creative brain behind it not the technical what how does that how does that balance the, the out? shoot the shoot itself the first one will be anybody could do it um within reason like if you know how to pick up a camera and push the shutter and you've got a basic concept of your settings like you know the difference between iso and aperture and shutter speed you're, you're pretty much right to go um the editing will be photoshop and some of it will be pretty easy and some of it I, I think the editing one's not going to be, this is how you do it more so of let's edit an image and talk through the journey of editing an image. And if I pull a technique out as I do it, cause I don't know what it's going to be. Like I have no idea. Um, I'll explain it as I go along. So it's not going to be, this is how you create an image from go to woe per se, cause whatever you shoot could be completely different, but it's more the mindset and the way you think about editing and that. And sometimes your skills not going to be up to mine. doesn't matter. You'll learn that you can go learn that. But a lot of the stuff I'm doing is very much experimentation as well. I, one of the things I've said for a long time is that the actual idea of the end result comes from just not knowing what the original is going to be. So I, I don't even look at a camera when I'm doing the artwork as a camera per se. I just look at it as a photon receptor, something that just grabs and records what was in front of it. And so when I get really crazy, I'll bend lenses. I do anything. I've done a lot. Of, I've done this work, which I haven't really published even on like um, silver nitrate and stuff on large format. It doesn't matter. It's about the process. It's not so much about being perfect or technical and that it's just, the joy of creating more than anything. Well, I think, look, learning how you do what you do is going to be amazing to witness. And I think people are going to get a lot of stuff out there, but you keep coming back to that word perfect and perfection that you've mentioned a few times, which I think people are going to get a lot out of because as photographers, as amateurs, as starting photographers, we get so caught up in wanting our images to be perfect before we print them or post them on Instagram or show anyone. And the same thing through the editing process. I think this is going to be really good for people and really refreshing to try and break that mentality of getting so caught up in having their image be perfect and they pick it apart. They were our own worst critics and they look at every single pixel and pick out all the faults with it and then get dismayed 
with photography because they can't get that perfect image that they're after. I think this sounds like it's going to be fantastic for people in this sense. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, because I've definitely been down that rabbit hole of getting stuck and not being able to move through my work for months because you're always judging yourself against somebody else. It's not fun. It's funny. I sent um, Karen Dobia a really shit lens this week and said, go and see what you can do with that. And you can't focus this thing. It's got a, like a weird bokeh and... And um, she said it was one of the funnest days she's had because all that's her... Not what, um, that's not what I heard, Nick. That is no, not the regular <laughs> Because all of her commercial work's about getting sharp, perfectly lit. And suddenly we took that all away and she had to just go and be creative. Um, and she loved it. So uh, I think there's a lot of truth in what you say, Bruce. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward I, to this. I've had... um. Like, because I usually work with professional models and stuff these days because it's just easier. And they and they come in and they go, "We're doing what?" And you're just like, "It's nothing untoward or anything." It's just like it's so out of their usual. Even the ones who are very experienced, they're like, "You don't would I don't get it?" And then they see the work because I shoot tethered most of the time, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's do more of that. Let's do more of that." You know, it's just all about having fun. Yeah, like Matt said before, because it'd be so original and unknown to people. Yeah. Well, that I'm certainly looking forward to that. Make sure you've got your tickets. Make sure you signed up to the mailing list and the Facebook event and the Facebook group. We've published the schedule. I saw that went out, so people can study, plan their weekend. We've actually what they're going to see. We've added to that schedule today as well. There's we'll more being added. Yeah, it's just constantly. Wait, I, don't, I don't think we've even got the cam cam up yet, have we? The cam cam is up. Um, oh, the what do we have up? That's been because I've mixed them. So what we've done this year with the schedule, just for everyone's, if those who came last year, we had last year we had every one of our virtual rooms had its own schedule, and it got a bit confusing for people because they were trying to match two or three different schedules into their day. So this year it just tells you it's chronological, full chronological, and it tells you what room it's in. So. But um, we've added uh, Bruce's workshops are on the workshops page, but not uh, one of them is in the schedule. We've got a second one that's got to go into the schedule uh, tomorrow. Um, Aaron Walker is yet to be added into the schedule, but his workshops are now up on the site. Um, uh, Anne Scott Virtue from White Shutter, who we've already talked to, she's got a second session that's going in. Um, and Sony have got a session that is being added in as well. But, um, yeah, we're just working out some of the, the details and getting some last bits of imagery and things like that. So keeps on growing. For Cam Blake, just for clarity, chronological order means we've organised it by time. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an How eye. How do you say that in Wombat? Yeah. Keep an eye, keep an eye on the, the schedule. It's a living, breathing document that changes and obviously things get added to it. So keep an eye on it because it sounds like it's going to change a bit between now and when the festival kicks off. I'm just wondering if I can, you know, photobomb Cam Blake when he's near me. Oh, definitely. Oh, legendary. Please do. Please do. Oh, my God. But right, please anyway. do it butt naked. Just what? please just like just yeah, turn up in the middle of this like landscape scene and just just. Butt Stand naked with a running rock. <laughs> didn't you want? Didn't you want a, a friggin'? Uh, I can't remember. It was a wombat or something. Yeah, wombat, wombat. Yeah. yeah. 
definitely want a wombat in the in the shoe. In fact, he's bought if a wombat. Get a wombat in costume, oh, yeah, yeah. if you could get a costume for a wombat and just crawl into his shot, so he genuinely thinks it's a wombat, that'd be amazing. All right, before this gets too out of hand, Bruce, it was great to catch up with you, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. And we'll see you at the Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, you guys.